<laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to Desolation Radio, Dan and Nate. You alright, son? Yep, I was thanks. Nathan, what's happening, son? You okay, son? Yeah, you know, getting by. You're not, though, are you? I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Barely getting by. It's one of those days when Nathan comes in and uh, is carrying the weight of the world on his back. Yeah, pretty much. Just gradually being crushed by capitalism, haven't you? Like like we all are. Yeah, we are. Um, one day you'll get me. On a scale of one to uh, workplace shooting, uh, being 10, where would you say your mood is right about now? Um, well, now it's, it's levelled off to about a four. So there is still a significant amount of rage. Oh yeah, yeah. But like earlier, it was it was a nine. Okay, yeah, I could you could tell. It's just it's just working. It. It's just the nature of exist. Yeah, <laughs> selling and the capitalism. Your, um, labor for capital. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, so on that. Uh, Dan, light- what's what's been happening? What else this week? <laughs> on that light-hearted note, um, yeah. So I mean, the last time we said that each week the news just gets worse and worse and worse, doesn't it? Meaning that. With them, you know, Martin Shipton's episode, he was talking about uh, nuclear sludge, um, and let's have a look at what sounds like a light-hearted, uh, <laughs> light-hearted stuff has been happening in the world since. Because you think, well, it's only been a week. How much bad stuff can happen? Um, okay, so we've had a corruption scandal about uh, lobbyists in uh, the Welsh Assembly. Was wasn't Martin Shipton the one who broke that as well? As a little callback. Yes, he was. Shout out to Martin. Um, so the headline Wales Online. Ofcom admits it broke its own rules in giving contract to lobbying firm run by its own advisors. So former, this focuses on the lobbying firm called Darren, um, and it's staffed by Labour and Plaid Cymru figures. You know, they're the directors. So here's what happened. So um, I'm just going to read the article verbatim. Um, yeah. So journalism. The, the, I mean, what makes this even more nuts is that Ofcom is a communications regulator. It's a regulatory body. Um, so the communications regulator Ofcom has concluded that it broke its own procurement rules when a contract was awarded to a lobbying firm run by two former Labour special advisers and an ex-Plaid Cymru AM. Early this year, Wales Online revealed how Cardiff-based Darren had been contracted by Ofcom Wales to monitor events at the National Assembly for an unspecified fee. So it would be really great to find out how much money has changed hands here. Um, and what happened, there'd be no competitive tendering process. And two of Darren's senior figures, former Plaid AM Neris Evans and former Labour Special Advisor Hugh Roberts, sat on Ofcom's Advisory Committee for Wales. So Ofcom's Advisory Committee uh, basically has Darren members on it, and they then awarded this contract to their own company, essentially. Um, well, you know you're going to get a good job then, don't you? I mean, it's just... All right, so Neil McAvoy... Um, it's pretty funny, because like, Neil McAvoy is currently suspended by Plaid Cymru, but whilst being suspended, he's kind of just like, I don't know, furiously digging up dirt on everything, which I think, <laughs> I think is pretty pretty amazing, to be honest. I mean, regardless of... I mean, we all know Neil McAvoy is a divisive figure, but I've got this image of him just like... On taking, he's just well, yeah, on gardening leave and just taking his uh, space. Like. Yeah, well, just like I'm gonna tear the whole thing down. Um, but like on what's the? Is it the not the Ed Chris file? The one with Robert Redford when he uh, I forget I forget the name of that film. Um, what happens in it? He basically like sells. He gives the story on corruption to a newspaper. He no, that's here. Neil McAvoy's like a serpico. Yeah. You're all crooked. You're yeah. crooked cops. And then uh, he gets shot by um Wood. <laughs> Kathy Owens and uh, Neris Evans in the car park of the Welsh Assembly. Um but yeah, so people I mean, Neil McCoy's basically just been I think it's amazing because honestly, stuff like this happens all the time in Wales. I mean it ha- we saw it happen with the uh 
the you know the non-tendering process that happened with the the Cardiff Coal Exchange, extremely murky. We've seen it with this uh, land deal that uh, has gone through in Cardiff, where the Welsh government sort of gave expensive land away, and again that was Neil McAvoy just. And the thing is, you're all crooked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have like a sound effect in there. Hey you. Hey who? You. Get over here and empty your pockets. I don't do that. You're my prisoner. You do what I tell you to do. Get over here. <laughs> He's going to get nasty about it. Frank, Rudy's on, he's good people. Stay the fuck out of this! But but the thing and, and the thing is, people I know people clearly hate Neil McAvoy, like in Plaid Cymru, and they hate him in Labour, obviously, because he's But what I think is interesting about Neil McAvoy is that he's he's ex-Labour, right? So he's he's from that Labour tradition in Wales of I wouldn't say fighting dirty, but if he finds something he's not gonna he's gonna sort of take someone down, whereas Plaid sort of He won't has, take any bribes either. Yeah, he won't. He's unbribable. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so like Carwin Jones like slid an envelope of. Uh, or uh, we're in character. This is ironic. Um, yeah. Lest we get you know sued for libel Lit- litigation. So yeah, yeah. So in an imaginary scenario, Carwin Jones slides an envelope of money across the uh, the diner table to Neil McAvoy, who's wearing a poncho and a. Um, and he just says, like a, "You a were swamp never, hat." Yeah, just say, "Let's say this never happened," and he just like. Kicks it, off. You're dirty, Cowan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, so Neil, so he's hated because I mean, it's all. I mean, everyone talks about like you know Neil, Neil. He's been accused of being a populist, right? Because he says, "Oh, you know, you know it's the Bay Bubble," and um, people said like people on Twitter have accused him of being like Trump because he's like he says it's like his version of wanting to drain the swamp. But what's hilarious is like they're blaming Neil McAvoy for disrupting something that's like. <laughs> Corrupt, you know, like, and they're like, oh, you're using populist rhetoric. It's like, well, populist rhetoric only gains traction if people are sick of corruption. It's like, it's, it's like blaming Trump, which is what Democrats did. They blamed Trump for drawing attention to Hillary's corruption. It, it was just like, oh, this is populist rhetoric. But the reason that populist rhetoric works is because people are sick of stuff like this. I mean, Labour implied special advisors and AMs with privileged access to the political system in Wales. Just basically being given loads of money, you know, to to talk to AMs. I mean, it's it's the whole the whole thing absolutely stinks, and um, we don't need lobbyists. I mean, if you think back to nineteen ninety seven, when um, I, I've been I've been doing that thing. You know, I'm working on an article. And I've been reading like manifestos from nineteen ninety nine, the party manifestos, but also like this article by. Uh, John Osmond, I think it's called like a new democracy in Wales, and it's just like so unbelievably like idealistic and dare I say naive. It's talking about the things that they thought the assembly would be. It's like we're going to rejuvenate democracy. There's going to be like counts the commit you know the committees are going to be like rooted in the communities, and there's going to be all this like feed you know there's direct community involvement in the decision making process, and amongst you know and then like Kerry Evans you know rest in peace was you know wrote this article saying like you know assembly members will just have the salary of an, an average worker in Wales. You know, they live in their community and there's all these radical ideas for democracy, but like fast forward 20 years and all you've got is our own rapidly developing... Overstuffed bureaucratic. <laughs> yeah, just people just laughing all the way to the bank. And the Wales Audit Office, 
just, I mean, I don't know what it does. I mean, there's, there's clear cases of patronage and corruption on a daily basis in Wales. And then when someone kicks off like Neil McAvoy and starts like banging Throwing the drum. chairs around. But, and, yeah, but he's like, you know, he's yeah, almost like taking it. But he's almost like taking it, you know. I mean, he's doing, we have, I mean, in the absence of a media, you've got one person who keeps taking um, news stories to the media and kicking up enough of a fuss they can't actually ignore it. So, you know, that's because Trinity Muir have stripped out their investigative capacities. Um, and I've said it before, I mean, like, if this serious fraud office just bothered to look at any of the transactions that happened, like, you know, the, the, the shitloads of public money that the Welsh Assembly government gives to huge companies on a regular basis, I mean, there has to be corruption in there. Alleg- I mean, Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, we're just doing a character. Now, yeah, so, yeah, so if I was Serpico, I would yeah. say there's the, the Welsh... If I was Serpico, <laughs> um, the then I would say that the Welsh government smash are... Smash some chairs. But I would you know, if I was Serpico, and I'm playing a character called Serpico now, I would yeah. say that the Welsh yeah, government are definitely corrupt that there is definitely money changing hands somewhere between um these public these huge companies that are getting this public money um okay so that's the first story so Ofcom you know so corruption number one number two the prison debate rumbles on today there were all these people from Batalbet in the um in the assembly moaning about the prison <laughs> I don't want it I don't no. want it I don't want it <laughs> Go away, prison. No, they're not from North Wales, from Batal. Some could be from North Wales. But these ones... It was like a bigger sample of... These ones are from... Oh, it's prison, stupid man. Oh, that's Camarlin, maybe, I don't know. Um, A lot of people came to Port Talbot and then to the assembly to complain. Yeah, but they went... Yes, oh, from North Wales. From North Wales. Yeah, but yeah, so they look... Everyone was... uh, People were campaigning uh, against the prison um, in the assembly. Fair play to them for going down and making their voices heard. Um... David Rees, the AM, was it, or the MP, whatever, the Labour guy for Aberavon, um, has changed his tune because when he was first, uh, when the, it was first announced, he just went, oh, this is fantastic, it'll bring much needed jobs. And then, like, ah, public opinion just goes mental and people kicked off. I mean, again, the thing is, it's one of those things, it's nimbyism in a lot of people just don't want prisoners living next to them. Um, but In their houses. <laughs> but I mean, and that's not why we oppose it. But you can say strategically, well, I'll, you know, I'll agree that it's a bad idea. We just won't talk about the, the different reasons why. Um, and the other interesting thing that is worth <laughs> bears repeating because it's just so farcical that it's just so the prison is going to be built on like one of the Welsh government's designated enterprise zones. So that's like <laughs> two. That's their version of enterprise, man. Just building prisons. Two birds, one stone, there, isn't it? It's just incredible. Like it's just really. See, the uh, enterprises are working, and we've got loads of cheap labour on it as well. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's 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 pretty, it's pretty crazy. Oh, so by the way, just go back to the Ofcom uh, thing. So what's hilarious is that Ofcom wrote this like contrite letter saying like we yes we have we have externally reviewed how the service was procured, and I'm uh, you know the out they share the outcome you know it's inconsistent um, and a competitive procurement process should have been undertaken. So it's like, uh, as a result of these findings, those colleagues will receive further training to ensure that procurement <laughs> policies and procedures are followed properly in future. Well, it's good that the book is thrown at them. Yeah. Uh, hey, I've just, tra- I've just trousered, a cu- trousered a couple of million um, or whatever, thousands of pounds based on just my mate just gave it to me and we wouldn't, I mean, would they have told anyone? I mean, would they have told anyone? I mean, if I was for Neil McAvoy charging in in um, a swamp, swamp pet and poncho. I kept thinking, when you said like uh, Serpico, I kept thinking he was, um, I, I kept thinking of Colombo. But no, Serpico, um, 
Yeah. Which 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 archetype do you think he fits more? I just, <laughs> just, just a go dude out, in his sh- pants on like the internet all day. Shit go out longer <laughs> hair. He did. Um, well, not the start, did he? Interesting thing about Serpico was it was filmed backwards so they could cut his, um, the scenes. It wasn't filmed backwards, the scenes were. <laughs> just, no way, that's really, that is actually, oh, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the hair. Yeah, so they started off filming the end. Yeah. And then so so he didn't have to grow his hair. No. Didn't have to just And looked wait. like convincing. Yeah. Well, they could have just worn a wig. Nah, that's Serpico. Okay. Um, okay. So, all right. So Neil Lackaboy said we need, um, <laughs> Firm and clear rules. In, this is Neil McAvoy show today, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we need firm and clear rules in place for the lobbying industry in Wales, and I won't rest until these are in place. The public noted the irony of a competition watchdog affording no competition to its own contract, and I'm glad that steps have been taken to correct this. And then in the background, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> and Carwin Jones walks out, yeah. allegedly, with, um, like in the end of The Departed, with the plastic bags around his shoes. Yeah. And then it's just a tr- another tragic tale of a whistleblower. I would choose Mark Wahlberg to uh, play. Cameron I thought he was Jones. fantastic in Departed because he just played himself, just yeah. a racist <laughs> guy from Boston who just abused people. Uh, there were, there were, were um, like a crazy amount of scenes in that film where you blinded Vietnamese shopkeepers, weren't there? Yeah, but almost way, unnecessary. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Thank anyway, you, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming half of that, most of that, will be cut out. Um, and that's okay. That, <laughs> no, so all right. So if that was Wales this week. Um, Tune in next time for a really depressing um, analysis or introduction to Welsh politics. Um, anyway, on a more positive note, talking about the future, we're delighted to be joined today uh, by Sandy Club from Yes Cymru. Uh, Sandy is on the committee of Yes Cymru and the chair of Yes Caradid. Um, she also runs a fantastic blog where she shares her thoughts and analysis about um, the future of Wales and what an independent Wales would look like. So, welcome, Sandy. Thank you for asking me on. Um, <clears throat> and you've just been sat there. I'm sorry, like for <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes. We so said, "Oh, we'll just do. We'll just do Wales this away. week." Yeah. Um, so, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a really great. Uh, well, it's really great to have you. Um, firstly, if, I mean, we'll talk about it now. But if you could just, um, we'll get straight into it. Can you just tell us um, about your, I guess, your personal journey into, you know looking at Welsh independence and you know how you came to how you developed your views that Welsh should be independent and so on and so forth so I knew you were going to ask me this because you yeah. prepped me before and so whilst you were talking about Ofcom I've just been pretend, sat here trying to work out work out how far back to go so well, I decided that probably all started born. before yeah I yeah. won't go before that okay, no, yeah. no I'll spare you that because you know I knew 40 so it'll take a while um but it was definitely before I came to Wales I think okay. that that journey began so it was, I was born in England born in Derby um and I moved to Wales um on account of having met a Welshman living abroad and I think my experience of um so we were abroad in Cambodia so it wasn't just it wasn't England he was abroad and so was I um so th- the experience that I sort of saw him having was just really interesting and that sense of him being Welsh and constantly people (laughs) asking him oh yeah you know is that part of England and he would talk about Wales and then they'd start referring to London and so some of that experience was kind of vicariously um, seeing that through him of just realising that Wales isn't really regarded as a real country by a lot of people from from around the world Um, and then so yeah I moved to Wales about 13 14 years ago now um and I, I don't know, maybe I've had a bit of an unusual um, 
journey um, in terms of, of that process. One of the first books that I read after I moved to Wales was um, by Grinver Evans, Land of My Fathers. So, that's you know, complete, that's completely normal. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody yeah. starts you, with you that. You get that pretty much in the post. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pack. Well, yeah, done. okay, yeah. good, good. Is, uh, we, should, we should do that if it isn't already policy. Yeah. Or maybe just like an abbreviated version. Like re education camps. Yeah. So I guess I just started off from that point of I wanted to know about the history of Wales. And so really from pretty early on, I just kind of took it as a good idea that mm. Wales should be an independent country. It just kind of strikes me as common sense, really. And I can't, I think for me, it's always been more about getting my head around the reasons why so many people in Wales don't <laughs> seem not to think yeah. that it's a perfectly normal, natural, natural thing. Yeah, I think it's really <coughs> interesting you say that about the experiences of living abroad and and almost dealing, coming back to Wales and dealing with the common sense, which is so ingrained in these these things, which, I mean, it's no coincidence. Uh, in my view, some of the best writing about Wales and Welsh society has been by Americans or people who mm. have visited Wales for the first time because they can see Wales almost with a bit of distance yeah. um, and see uh, the things that Welsh people just have clearly taken for granted. Um, okay, so you, you, you move to... Um, you say that, on the one hand, it is it you know independence is like a natural state of affairs. You think it's just a common sense. I mean, and my experience of talking to people around the world is mm-hmm. pretty similar because it's almost like, well, why wouldn't? I mean, if you think of the United Kingdom is the is the aberration worldwide. It's not the the norm really. Well, well, it is and it isn't. You know, they're obviously Europe's comprised of large. Um, states with loads of minority na- nations in them, but you know, it, for a lot of people, being independent um, is clearly no- a normal sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, so why? Is, I mean, apart from it being you know just common sense that all countries should nations should be independent, I mean, why is it that you? Because I've read your blog and there's some really amazing ins- insights in there. So, why is it you think that Wales should be independent and? What would an independent Wales, you know, look like to you? So the, to me, there's so many different reasons. So I suppose one of the obvious ones people talk about a lot is the economy and the fact that Wales is just still so much poorer, um, certainly than England. And, you know, it's one of the poorest countries in Western Europe, all of those kind of things. So for me, there's just something fundamental going on here that Wales really isn't doing very well out of this arrangement. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of evidence and things been written about how you know if you I mean I certainly think of Wales as a country not a region but it's treated as a region um, by the Westminster government and poor regions don't usually kind of fare that well Um, for me there's definitely something about the lack of ambition in Wales as well and you know we've we've had devolution we have control over a lot of areas of governance now that maybe we're not making the most out of and I think it's it's partly because we're not thinking big enough and ambitious enough by a, a really long stretch. So um, I think once you start to think about the potential as Wales as an independent country, there's a lot about asking bigger questions about what kind of country do we want to be? What, you know, what are the fundamentals that we would like um, society in Wales to be based on? Um, if you were going to start from scratch and write a constitution, for instance, for Wales, what would you want to be in there? We could ingrain, you know, um, enshrine a right to um, everybody having a safe home to live in and trying to eradicate homelessness. There's just, for me, there's almost no end to the potential of the things we could start to look at. And I think at the minute we're just sort of standing still. And yeah. so when you say, I mean, that's such an important point. When you say about ambition, 
do you mean the Welsh government? Because I think there's you know, ample. Uh, well, there's just so so many examples <laughs> of, of the Welsh government uh, showing just like a crippling lack of ambition. Um, you know, the Carwin Jones like showing a, you know a real lack of leadership, especially over things like Brexit. So, do you think? I mean, I I think. I mean, well, it's my personal take on it is that the nature of devolution itself has led to the Welsh government to develop this sort of like institutionalized timidity where they just don't they don't think as you say they don't think yeah. big because they've always been used these people have grown up politically their political careers have been shaped by essentially having to ask yeah another country to uh, to sign off on anything they want to do well for, for for a lot of the major things and i think that can't help but produce this like innate conservatism of just like oh well yeah. we, we couldn't do that we couldn't do this but um there's always someone else to blame isn't there because they can just say oh we haven't got the powers for that sorry we can't actually solve poverty you know we can't use any of these powers we've got over health or education to really do anything effective because you know all of these other powers and the crazy thing is like just like the debate over welfare the other day was um you know carwin jones is saying you know the universal universal credit is absolutely appalling leanne wood said well why don't you why don't we just push to devolve welfare and then mm-hmm. we we don't have to um you know we, we could just get rid of it and he said oh, i don't think welfare should be devolved and then, I mean, that that is a nah. but yeah, but that but that but that. I mean, I know that it's a commonsensical thing. To, I mean, that's a, that's not that's a widespread view in Wales. But I just I've got to stage now where I genuinely cannot comprehend that way of thinking of yeah. seeing a problem just like the devolution of the media, noting that it is a grave problem for society, and then in the next breath saying, well, actually we we don't we don't want the powers to be able to mm-hmm. deal with that. Um, but what you said, it's fundamentally about a vision of the future, isn't it? It's about a better vision. I mean, like, Wales is one of the poorest countries in Western Europe. I mean, I did a, um, I did a talk this week on, you know, post-colonialism and, and the fact that, I mean, I've been look, talking to kids, well, we've been surveying kids across Wales for the last five years, and it's heartbreaking. You've got kids, you know, 13, 14-year-old kids who are saying, Wales has got nothing for me. Mm. There's no infrastructure. My town's isolated. I don't get Wi-Fi. Um, there's no jobs. They already know that they're going to have to leave Wales if they want to do anything with their yeah. life, or if, or if you know, if they do stay in Wales, they re- they're basically saying, well, they're not going to get the job they want. It just has to be. There has to be more than that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not fair, and it's it's not good enough. So, and I think I just think we're not going to have those conversations, and the vision isn't there unless we start aiming for something that's that's going to inspire people to want to get involved with that conversation as well and, and re-engage because I think that's the other thing is people you know a lot of young people then what is there for them to engage within politics if all they see is kind of the same old options all over again and, and no real change on the horizon so that's one of the reasons I think Yes Cymru is so exciting because it's really um, grassroots led um, lots of groups kind of springing up all over Wales and that potential to say okay we're not aligned to any political party so there's nothing off the table really to talk about here we can we can have the big discussions so I guess the I will press you a little bit I mean I but I guess the common rejoinders to claims of independence you know um, what's wrong you know What's wrong with the Brit? I mean, what's wrong with the British state, or what? Why can't things stay like they are? Mm. I guess it's just not really <laughs> been working so far, has it? So I think you know you touched on a lot of the stuff already. That um, you know, 
within the British state as it stands, when you have one partner that is so dominant, both in terms of its size and its power, you know, within Westminster, Wales only has 6% of the MPs. Um, in terms of infrastructure, everything is just sucking everything into the centre. So until something fundamentally changes about the setup, I think, of how we run the UK, nothing's going to get much better for Wales because that process of, you know, whether it's the brain drain or pe- you know, people feeling, as you say, that they have to leave Wales to get anywhere, um, would, unless we can change that by making Wales um, a country in its own right, that we can replan our infrastructure, we can create... Inst- educational institutions where people want to stay and then invest in their own country so one of the most interesting things you you talked about just then was this idea of a constitution which Mm. is one of the which is a fascinating idea because obviously the uk doesn't have a written constitution um and wales doesn't have a constitution obviously and as you said if you look around us like we're in cardiff now the the scale of homelessness in cardiff and how it's just been spiraling out of control over the last Mm. few years um and if you think back as well to the high-minded ideals of like 1997, when people were thinking about what, demo, you know, what devolution could achieve, um, a constitution might be a way. I mean, and this isn't necessarily about independence, but it it's really an interesting I- idea to emerge. I think the fact that you know housing could be enshrined as a a legal it's a human right, a yeah. human right yeah. in Wales. I mean, we've, de- we've you know the Welsh government have taken some positive steps and things like Future Generations Commissioner and, you know, Children's Commission, things like that. But a constitution is something really fascinating. It's something that we'll return to. I mean, Nath, what would you put in a Welsh constitution? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, something about Blade Runner, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh constitution. Well, yeah, right, right to housing. Um, I don't know. Guaranteed a basic yeah, human... I, I don't know. The normal ones. Yeah, just all the good basic ones. Basic human... D- d- yeah, the right to, no, not, f- right to not food. Not human decency. Like, no. That's really, subjective, isn't it? Yeah, no, that, I don't know. Like, um, perhaps be a lot uh, more relaxed on drug policy and crime policy and things like that. You could... You know, I mean, because I guess for that question, is is like a completely open... It can be an open answer because it, like, it lends itself to whatever utopia you want to create in yourself, doesn't it? So you could have like a very progressive... Um, like, uh, progressive view on crime and how to deal with it um you know uh, hopefully like a better I, um <coughs> i'll just have a think <laughs> <laughs> no no like have um better health care and maybe put like mental illness um or cure mental illness cure it yeah not yeah. Not, not creating as um, we have been for the years and years well i mean one of the I mean, there's so many, obviously we'd put in, insert like a small print at the end about, you know, making, I'd make myself a ruler. Um, yeah. And I would rule, with this episode, and I would rule uh, for, you know, gloriously, essentially, and it would just create a dynasty similar to um, the, what's their surname? Is it in, in, in Korea? Like Kim Jong-un? No, it's Kim. Oh, that, oh. Yeah, the, the, the second name, uh, their first name is the second name, so it's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I'm Kim so Jong-un. ignorant, like. Yes. King John, he's King John Ian, he's Welsh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's boy did well, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Kim boy, like, what are you up to? It's like the Glamorgan Gazette, like one former British <laughs> yeah, well is alive. now is now the dictator of North Korea. You'll never guess who's threatening the world's superpowers, <laughs> and he's from Britain. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's the. I mean, I'd like love a dynasty 
mm. like that. And obviously, it would be like um, Hitler had like uh, was it lit? <laughs> no, Hitler would have you know Hitler <laughs> cut this bit. But I was no. just I only wanted to <laughs> Linz, you know his his own town, his hometown. He he basically pumped all the money into his his hometown Did and he? just created it, turned it from a tiny little town into like a big city. I would do that fourth call. But um, anyway. Um, but I guess, like, again, like, that question, like, what would you do? It's just so open-ended. You can just be like, oh, I'd have a statue of me in every city. I've been trying to find the art, the name of the guy that wrote it, and I follow him on Twitter, and, like, I'm really sorry I can't think of it, but um, I will find it and give a shout-out to him. But it's funny you say that, Sandy, about... If we think about, oh, this is how... This is the state of things, and it's a pretty bleak state of things in Wales. Things in Wales. And if you listen to the podcast, I'm sure you probably agree... Um, and there's a, this article in Planet was absolutely brilliant and it just talks about the, the lack of utopian thinking in Wales I mean and, and it's just an innately conservative idea of the future you know so you've got um, and I really think indep- I mean, independence is that's what it is it's a utopian vision isn't it of yeah. the future society um, and a constitution is would be a potential part of that and so basically what you I mean is it's just a way of making Wales better um, basically yeah. yeah and so we'll this is the first in a series we're going to talk about, and we've been wanting to talk about independence. We've been desperate to have Sandy on for a while, um, and this is going to be the first in a, a series of debates about independence. But what we want to talk about now is is Yes Cymru. So Yes Cymru has been is a if you don't know is basically well, how would you describe Yes Cymru, Sandy? Um, how would I describe Yes Cymru? <laughs> uh, grassroots movement. Hmm. It's non-party political, um, and it's growing really fast. So. Yeah, it's a membership-led organisation essentially that supports independence for Wales. And so that is the so what is the goal of Yes Cymru? Um, for Wales to become independent. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> yeah, um, is there is, is there that a arm struggle or uh, last resort? Uh, <laughs> so that has been. Um, was there any? I mean, I noticed the logo. Is there, is there any? Uh, did you draw inspiration from Scotland at all? In so it started off. Um, yeah, during the Scottish referendum. Because um, there was the Yes campaign, obviously. There was the Yes campaign, so that was kind of how it was, was born out of that, essentially people in Wales supporting the Scottish Yes campaign. Um, and then it sort of, I wasn't part of it really at that point, so I think it kind of morphed into then the mm. Yes company that you see today, and there was some, you know, logo changes, that kind of exciting Which made it red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it is interesting because it was either that or, ch- or change the dragon to be blue. So. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah is, isn't that like um, something to do with copyright or just like you know, as if as long as you change like thirty percent of it, you're all right. Probably. Okay, so we um, changed it from blue to red, and yes to no. And changed the font. Yeah. So fine. yes, Camry was set up in the wake. I mean, so originally, I mean, internationalist by definition because it was set up. Uh, as far as I can remember people went up and were active in the campaign for the uh, for the yes vote up in Scotland during the 2014 referendum that what's interesting about the two, the Scots referendum is that even though it was a, vote, a no vote I mean Neil Davison's written an amazing article on this in New Left Review basically saying that was the strength of the yes campaign in Scotland wasn't to do as much with independence the fact it was a social movement that invigorated yeah. Scottish politics from and if you look at Scottish politics it was almost going the same way really as as Welsh politics, I guess, in terms of low turnout yeah. um, and things, and just sort of disengagement. But yes, com- uh, yeah, yes, Cymru, but y- you know, the yes campaign in Scotland and particular the radical independence campaign, they went round holding community events um, in the most deprived parts of Scotland. 
and getting people who were alienated and disaffected from the political system directly involved in this, like actually putting on like buses to put to, to take people to these meetings and things like that. So, so we know that the aim of Yes Cymru. So, how is it organised? Um, so there is a central committee um, mm. on which I sit, um, but it's I would say really kind of mem- membership led, and that that group's there to kind of. What do they <laughs> act like a committee? Yeah, do all that stuff that committees do. They're your forces, are they? <laughs> Steering committee is the yeah. the work yeah, term, I think, that. isn't it? Should uh, to engage stakeholders yeah, across Wales. <laughs> you should um, model uh, Yes Camry on like a Yakuza type thing. Some of those of Yes Camry bosses heavily tattooed. That'd be awesome. They I'll, are, I think. I'll yeah, take I mean, that they've got that, like, back. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, there's, hey, there's thanks cross- very much for that. There's a crossover with dragons, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. The two countries that's in the world. That's for a reason. Okay. Yeah. okay. Suggestion noted. <laughs> I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is that they don't tell everyone what to do. So, for instance, the way I kind of got involved was um, straight after the Brexit referendum and the European referendum, I noticed that there was a rally for Washington Independence happening at Brestworth, and I just kind of tweeted, yes, Cameron, saying, hey, is there going to be one in Cardiff? And they just tweeted back saying why not organise one? So it's just this sense of, you know, it's not us doing stuff, this is everybody's organisation. And I wasn't even a member at that point, so I promptly joined. <laughs> and then, yeah, just kind of got doing stuff. So, yeah, that's okay. a big part of it. It's just... There's two elements there I want to talk about. The first one is that it's it's a local, it's locality-based, isn't it? So there's yeah. there's regional branches or based in is it towns or regions that, that hold your own events, so it's decentralised. Yeah. Which is, if you think about it, it's quite unique in Wales. I mean, that's a, a real break from the sort of statist culture we've, we're used to. It's really democratic. And, you know, even to the point there's always lots of debate about... So groups start up really wherever there's, you know, a person maybe mm. to start with or a group of people that have an interest and then they start to be active on social media and then they hold a social meeting and, and um, things start to kind of develop from there. But then there's a lot of debate about should we be a town or should we, you know, name mm. ourselves after the whole county? And, yeah, that's true. And I think that you know, where it's most successful is maybe where it's as local as possible. And, you know, I'd like to see a Yes Camry branch in every sort of town and even village eventually that, because I think it's about having conversations that are really relevant locally and saying, well, you know, how do we make Wales better? How do we make our community better? And yeah. That's fascinating. It's a fascinating strategy. And, and like I said, it's, it's an interesting, it's almost like, I mean, I mean that, well, that's how Stephen Wales used to be run before the welfare state, mm. you know, so that's what the NHS was uh, created. You the welfare state, didn't you? No, I don't, but I mean, it's just like, it, I don't like the fact that they, they, <coughs> they've taken, you know, anarch- pure anarchist ideas and... and bureaucratised them. And bureaucratised it, yeah. Um, okay, so, that, so it's organised locally. Um, chapters or branches? Groups. Groups. But okay. I can't stop uh, saying branches. I was going to say, yeah. Mistake, but groups, yeah. What's the Maoist term? Carders. Carders. Cadres, like the rural cadres, uh, active service units. Um, okay, so and so, what do you do other than hold rallies? Anything. It, I think it's just different in every group. So, yes, <laughs> idea has been going um, over a year now, and right. in that time, we've done stuff like street stalls. Um, we've held a festival in September, so that's you know by far the the biggest, most successful event that we've held. That of course you came along to. There was a fantastic had, talk. Yeah, um, there was this great there thing. There was a brilliant talk socialism. on socialism. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's really charismatic. Dan shouting into a, a hall of mirrors. <laughs> um, so what else have we done? We had a fringe meeting. Um, 
the big annual media thing that goes down. We had a fringe meeting. Um, also, oh, yeah, but there's apart a from the I- here. You were there as well, weren't you? Yeah, the IWA yeah. thing, yeah. Talk about um, alternative media in Wales. Um, but yeah, so groups doing all sorts of different stuff. Yes, Swansea, yeah, Yes, Upper Tower have started up a comedy group called Stand Up for Wales. Um, and people, yeah, we've got all sorts of different ideas. So we're hoping to hold some debates coming up. Brilliant. So what is... Um it's one of the things. Well, I'm interested in it in a, in a like in terms of part. I mean, in terms of parties. I mean, are there? I mean, is how much internal debate is there within? Yes, Camry. I mean, is it? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We'll skip skip cut that bell because it's a stupid question. But we'll. <laughs> how I mean, the, one of the most interesting things is you've produced a booklet mm-hmm. um, called Independence in Your Pocket, which is, I guess. The equivalent of what well, Mao's little red book, little red book, or the IRA's little green book. Nate's waving his copy now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of so, <my> Mao book. <laughs> so, so if you talk me through, I guess the development of the, I'm interested in the development of the independence in your pocket. How did I mean? How did that the idea for it come about? And I guess what was the, I'm interested in the process of coming up with the, you know, the like the arguments and so on. Is it like a couple of people, or do you have to like? Is it as democratic in terms of putting it together as the... I, I will say what I did quite like about the book was it was uh, made purely economic arguments. or and like um, You know, there wasn't like a kind of patriot, yeah. uh, which yeah. I found like, quite refreshing. I think that I probably annoy a few people now, but that, that is the danger it could have fallen into in the whole movement was yeah. just be like this kind of big loving for being Welsh. Yeah, it's not... What, but, uh, you know, it's just like... What, so it's rooted in a utopian... Uh, it's about... Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, we, we could change these economic things and it could be better, not like, oh, do you remember Owen Glinder? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this kind of like, you know, sorry, it's, nostalgia for it's medieval times. based on pragmatism, times. really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. I think a really strong theme now through Yes Camry is it's, it's not about kind of heart necessarily. It's just this stuff makes sense. You know, mm. once you actually start talking about independence it just there was there wasn't any longing for for dead kings in there which was was refreshing <laughs> that's, that's gonna be in the sequel thank you yeah yeah so what so yeah so talk us through the the develop the, the idea i guess for the for the for the book and and how it was developed okay so the idea i think it was based on the fact that of the wee blue book and the scottish debate having been so successful which was um i think you know sold loads of copies and available online and it went through largely that focused on the economic arguments didn't it kind of busting the myth that Scotland couldn't afford to be independent um so this I think the hope for this was that this would be our equivalent for Wales um and the the process you know there are a few initial contributors that kind of drafted drafted it but I think that the process was really reflective of how Yes Cymru works is that lots of people then had input there was lots of debating the finer points and it was quite a collaborative effort excellent so um i get i mean i i guess now what are the next what's going on at the moment with the s Cymru? what are the uh what, what's the plans in terms of um expanding and, and campaigning and and i guess influ- insurrection <laughs> and if but it, but but you know but influ- how do you intend to influence the political sphere or indeed you know just the whole of society in wales <laughs> big questions then. sorry <laughs> please give so, you a complete yes, detailed yeah, okay so vision. just on the whole yes chemistry strategy yeah. okay in a couple of sentences okay so well i think it's on lots of different levels so on the one side you've got that increased kind of um 
forming of, of local groups and if you look at the speed with which groups are now coming to the fore like some weeks it's like oh my god you know they're just popping up on twitter every other day so it feels like that process is now just turned quite organic and it's just gained some momentum and that's just happening but what we are doing um is we've um point an excellent local groups officer um, to support so like we're talking about how can we now that we've got all these groups yeah um how can we support each other? So I'd like to see stuff like we're talking about getting together for kind of indie camp in the spring to look at skills development and that kind of stuff. So then on the other side, you've got the Yes Cymru um, kind of central committee and we're looking at more things like our um, social media policy. So we want to start making lots more videos about independence. Obviously, you know, the way to win hearts and minds and lots of people all across Wales, you know, you've got to be on Facebook and, and getting some of the really simple messages out about independence on to some videos. So that's going to be something that you'll see lots more of over the next few months. Um, but I think in, in terms of the wider strategy, it's just about starting to open it up as well by talking about different issues. So, you know, let's start talking more about sustainability in Wales. There's lots of people that really want to see um, it's making more progress on the environment, things like that, and just draw into, I think, debates that other people are having. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's not about just having a conversation within ourselves of people who are already committed to the idea of an independent Wales. It's about opening up and saying, you know, come along if you're curious. If you just, if you're interested in how we can achieve a more just society in Wales, then come and be part of the conversation. So we're having having that discussion on loads of different levels. And how do you get to, I guess, one of the big issues, I mean, how do you get to AMs and things like that? I mean, have you had any expressions of interest um, and I guess one of the things I mean, I'm interested. I mean, is there any party affiliation with Yes no, Cymru? Or? So there's there's no party political affiliation, um, and I think that's really one of its strengths. So at Yes Cymru, we've had members of all parties come along to meetings, and apart from UKIP, as far as I know, so far. So and that's been really interesting. You know, we've had Conservative Party members that yeah. have come to Yes Cymru meetings. So sorry, isn't there okay. a um, uh, a party new a Welsh political party? Uh, which is like a right-wing Welsh independence party. Apparently yeah. one has been recently it's set up. There's talk of but, one, isn't there? Yeah. 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 But, but um, I mean, also, it's all, all who's, basically. Yeah, and I think appealing to all kind of parts of the political spectrum is one of our strengths. So, you know, there's a group, um, Labour for Independence in Wales, that had an event recently. So I think that sense of it, this isn't just for one party. It's got to be for everybody. Um and we gradually take more people with us. So there's, you know, there's, we talk a lot about, you know, which AMs are maybe getting indie curious and who's going to come out next or I first. I like that, yeah, there's a phrase I hear on Twitter, indie curious. Yeah, it's, it's opened a lot of doors for us, I think, because <laughs> it's not very scary. It's not like you've got to be, you know, a Welsh nationalist. Yeah. Anyone can Have be some curious. some yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So I think the thing with AMs, obviously that's going to be key and the more kind of high-profile... Um, politicians that are happy to say they're pro-independence and talk about that it's going to be really positive but I think I, I don't get too hung up about that in the meantime because I, I just think what we're doing is building a critical mass of, of people in Wales and actually you know we do need strong leaders but actually politicians follow what the people in the country want and if more and more people are pro-indie then all of a sudden I think the politicians will start to change their stance because yeah, they want to appeal to voters. Well, that's what we've always said, isn't it? I mean, um, that it's 
Or you see it now with Corbyn, you have loads of like uh, perhaps progressive people just almost getting uh, shooed into the mm. Labour Party and is what you want is really something outside of that to draw them because, you know. Yeah, but I mean, but the interesting thing is, I mean, well, as, as Sandy said, politicians are by nature sort of weathering yeah. creatures and, and, and if they think it's politically expedient to support independence or if, a, as you said, if a critical mass of people starts to come round to the idea of independence mm. and you will definitely see people start coming out the oh uh, Lee, Lee Waters will emerge as like uh, oh I've always yeah. I've always supported independence Owen Smith oh, of course I've always supported yeah. Welsh Chris Revolution Bryant every time I've voted against uh, yeah um, powers. Chris Bryant would be pushing for an independent Wales so we could invade Ru- we could invade Russia um <laughs> Okay, so that's I mean that's super interesting that it's not ju- um, it's not just as you said it's not su- just focused on on lobbying which is our favourite activity. Um, it's yeah. looking at um, do you foresee it becoming you know is it what's the, is it would the end goal be something like a social movement akin to what happened in Scotland or yeah I think so that's where I'd like to see it, it grow towards and you know eventually then if we followed a similar path then mm. we would be working towards a referendum in Wales so yeah one of the main I mean I'm going to deviate a bit and um, throw, throw, let me throw in some theory <laughs> like jazz uh, it's terrible so pretentious <laughs> such a dick um, but one of the what you said about earlier like this common sense thing um, and the fact that people in Wales do have a, ideas against independence are so deeply rooted for example people will instinctively without even thinking say well it's too small it's too poor mm. um and i think one of the main goals of yes cymru and any independent movement has to be to just chip away at mm. these take for granted assumptions but as you said just by asking simple you know as you said this stuff is it, well when you think about it it's it shouldn't be controversial mm. to say that um wales isn't doing particularly well out of the we know Wales isn't doing particularly well. The Welsh, I mean, even the Welsh government, the, you know, the Welsh Labour Party accept mm-hmm. that Wales isn't doing particularly well. The issue is, I mean, what Yes Cymru will have to tackle really is, um, in my view, just like by, well, anyone who's uh, pro-independence will, is to start articulating a vision of why would Wales be better off independent than under, let's say, a United Kingdom with Jeremy Corbyn in charge. Mm. Um, but one of the ways of doing that, um, of, of, in the meantime, of sort of getting independence on the table, I think that's one of the most important. I mean, even the, uh, if you think, and, and if you think, you know, history is long, isn't it? And if you think back, you know, throughout Welsh, I mean, I can't think of a time really where independence has started to be, like there was Jason Mohammed talked about it on the radio, and um, the fact that, yes, Cymru is becoming quite prominent in towns, Mm. is interesting in itself because I think in the past independence independence has been seen as such a fringe lunatic idea hasn't it and I think that's the significant thing that's really changed is that it's no longer fringe you know we're getting articles now in the western mail talking about yes Cymru and what's happening and I think for now that's what we're doing we're just normalizing the whole idea of talking about it and even for me personally you know a year ago it it felt quite out there to start talking about this (laughs) at dinner parties and things like that I kind of promise not to too often, but now it's even now a year and it feels a lot, a lot more normal and mainstream. You are right. I mean, I've always, you know, if you, I mean, I've always been pro independence for Wales, and 
And if you say it, I mean, it's something I've always sort of taken for granted. And if you say it, people just think, well, this guy's clearly lost his marbles. Yeah. Um, but what I mean, you just say to people, well, you know, why is that? And they're like, why not? Why not? So, um, and if you think, I mean, again, we'll talk about this in more detail in further episodes, but one of the most interesting things is how intellectually moribund the arguments against independence are. I mean, when you scratch the surface, oh, it's the internationalism, it's the, the unity of the British working class. And, and of course, you know, what I will say on that is a class unity doesn't require a nation. You know, you can still have unity between peoples. You know, if England, Wales and Scotland are all independent countries, it's nothing to stop working class people of all countries coming together in solidarity just like they have throughout history. Anyway, that's not a shan't rant about um, the Labour Party's... Uh, it's a new rule, isn't it? I'm just trying to cut it down a bit. Yeah, I've just started to... I mean, it's... I've started... No, no, it's done. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to stop thinking about it. I mean, I saw Scottish Labour on Twitter today t- try to take credit for the Scotland banning fracking when in 2015 it was like a motion tabled by the Green Party and... Uh, <laughs> Scottish Labour, well, some Scottish Labour MPs at the time were just like, no, and now they've taken the issue on, and now they've, uh, they were like, only Scottish Labour is t- could deliver something like this. Not the fact that it was a cross-party initiative, which it was, which was good. It was an opportunity to say, well, hey, we've all worked together, guys. No, not at all. Um, okay, so um, the little book, um, Independence in Your Pocket, is there, are there any, you've said it's in, about economics and pragmatism and things like that is it divided how is it set up is it like so yeah there's a number of different chapters obviously there's one on the economics um it kind of starts off with you know why think about independence at all which covers a lot of the things we've been we've been talking about this evening um and then there's all sorts of different um chapters in there on things like you know what would we do with currency um oh so it's actually gaming like Best way to behead the monarchy. Yeah, yeah. that's in there. Guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the constitution's in there. What else? Uh, we, there's a bit about Brexit, isn't there? Obviously, that I mean, making the argument now with uncertain times of Brexit. But I mean, you, you, I guess the the problem with that is um, Plaid Cymru have always, you know, seen themselves uh, or their independence as being within the European mm-hmm. Union, and you know, it's hit a bit of a bumpy road now that <laughs> Wales basically voted to leave. So, what does it say about? The Brexit then, in the EU. Um, I can't remember exactly. Well, I mean, yes, Cameron's stance is neither pro Europe or against, really, because of course you know we have to accept that half the people in Wales are just voted out. So I think that would be a conversation for us to have once we're independent. Yeah. So we're just it's about an independent Wales, and essentially that's our only policy. Yeah. Fine. Um, but I think it's all up there for debate. So, so it says that we should have a constitution. Yeah, yeah, and then it talks about different ways that we could put that together. It could be, you know, kind of crowdsourced. There's a section on defence. Interesting. What um, does it say about defence? That um, yeah, it'd movements. be for us to decide. Because I remember <laughs> Sean, Job, Sean Jobbins wrote a book, um, and it was was it how many independent how many aircraft carriers would independent Wales have? Yeah, none. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's it. That, that oh, you, yeah. Wales and, shall you find the Wales and Brexit bit? Shall I go into it? Oh, yeah. yeah, go on. Have a, have a <clears throat> Whatever your view on the EU, independence is the best way of guaranteeing, guaranteeing Wales's future post-Brexit. If we have to negotiate new trade deals, then these de- deals need to be 
the ones that favour Wales. The British government can't be trusted to put the Welsh economy first. Their priority is to protect banking and financial services based in the southeast of England. Welsh industries won't be anywhere near the top of London's list when it comes to trade talks. Trade talks, not train talks. But, you know, given the that Wales isn't getting electrified line, maybe it will come up. So an independent Wales would be able to do its own deals, meaning they could fight for a fair settlement of the parts of the economy that matter to us. And then there's a, I might as well finish it. We could follow, <laughs> we could follow the example of Switzerland or Norway and pay only a membership fee to access the single market, either within or outside the European Free Trade Association. We could also negotiate our own free trade agreement with the EU. An independent Wales could even hold another referendum on EU membership. Don't think that would go too well. Um, if the result was different from 2016, we could apply to rejoin, applying via Article 49 of the Lisbon Treaty. The process wouldn't be an easy one, but the fact remains that independent Wales would make its own decisions on its place in the world. Now, there's another bit, but it's just follow up on okay, it. Okay, fascinating. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All said by me. Um, no, but it, I think that's it's a really important. I mean, so, I mean, have you considered, you know, mailing this to politicians, you know, just saying, like, put, have a copy on your desk and just like read it and i think we did that oh, okay. i remember the debate and the committee meeting and i think we decided we were yeah they but were it, one, I think. but i mean these these are questions that hopefully i mean so i think everyone should buy this certainly buy this mm-hmm. book and we'll be sort of plugging it but um you should i mean these are questions that people should be thinking i mean they should not use the, the you know the overton window this idea you know that happened with brexit something that starts being starts out as a marginal fringe idea and then becomes commonsensical i mean people i mean i think one of the interesting issues and, and i'm glad that the book addresses it um because brexit has has obviously changed everything hasn't it and mm. like one of the interesting things that happened um post brexit is that um played i mean i know yes can we aren't party political but played started like talking about independence with a renewed sense of urgency almost oh shit you know like brexit's mm. happening um and they sort of belatedly you know 20 years too late or well, hundred years too late, started being you know talking in more radical terms and about thinking about independence. Um, but people have started to think, haven't they? Like um, in including people in the Labour Party that and have started to game what's gonna what's gonna happen to Wales. But I mean, I, do you foresee a, like a, a fork in the road? I mean, what I mean, I guess if independence doesn't happen, what's the Alternative, what you know, so we've talked about the utopian, yeah, uh, side. I mean, I guess by the nature of it, that includes an analysis of what could go wrong. Mm. So, what in your opinion could happen? Where do you start? Yeah, so what's <laughs> it's, the f- it's not pretty, really, is it? I mean, you know, some of the, the trends, you know, drifting further to the right, I think on the environment, just no, not taking any action. So, one of the things that really worries me is while we're taking we're taking our eyes off a lot of really important balls, basically, whilst we're all busy, distracted with Brexit. So, you know, we've got climate change and other crises coming. So I think if we don't start tackling some of this and doing some really positive stuff in Wales, then, yeah, the future looks pretty grim, to be honest. So I think we've got everything to play for. It's just all... Because I guess the worry is, like, if you did have an independent Wales, is that you just end up with the same political structure and the same political class, just independent, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is something we'll talk about mm. in future episodes. But I mean, obviously, the issue. I mean, we've talked about firstly the high-minded ideals of 1997, and I think it was the Plaid Manifesto I was reading because I'm reading the 1999 Manifesto. And the Plaid Manifesto said, um, it, you know, devolution is about creating 
something like a little utopia in a tiny corner of the world or something about really mm. idealistic and naive. But, you know, fast forward 20 years and you've just got the same problems as any other country. Yeah. You've got a political caste, you've got nepotism, you've got corruption, you've got incompetence on a quite staggering scale. You've got infrastructure that doesn't work. You've got children that can see... I mean, it's... I think this is this is the thing. I mean, you've got school kids now across Wales that are just growing up and they're aware, acutely aware from a young age that basically Wales is a shithole mm. that has no opportunities for them. And if you think about what, you know, devolution is meant to be an economic dividend, devolution is meant to rejuvenate democracy, but you've got you've never had more than 50% turnout in the Assembly elections. Um, I do have, a, I do have a, another question, actually, Sani. So... Bit of a, well, it's not a curveball. I guess it's a, co- a question you probably get asked a lot. I mean, how do we ensure that we don't just, you know, an independent Wales doesn't just replicate the same governmental structures that we have now? How do we, how do you ensure or how do yes, can we envision? I mean, how, how do you, how do you stop it just being a change of people at the top and that you know it's just going to be the same old bullshit from people in Cardiff Bay? Yeah, well, I think you make that part of the debate. So. Um these are all interesting things that we can talk about along the way. So what kind of dem- democratic structures do we want? How might we set it all up differently? What voting system would we like? Um, you know, where would we put a parliament for Wales? Would we keep it in Cardiff? Both Yeah. It's on the list. <laughs> so, and something interesting that people say to me a lot is, you know, maybe they vote one way now, but in an independent Wales, they'd be free to vote whichever way they want. So I think it would really, in, you know, enliven um, the voting system. So, you know, maybe I, I might vote green, for instance, in independent Wales. So I thought you were going to say toy then. I was like, all right, well, let's just undermine the whole show. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, okay. There's your yeah, answer. Um, yeah, okay. So, okay, yeah. Um, well, Sani, thanks so much for coming on. Um, if, you, if you, you know, for people, for people who listen to the podcast, um, this is the start of a, a debate that, you know, obviously, yes, Cymru are, are leading um, and we want to start talking about it as well because, as Sandy said, I mean, there should be an urgency to the way we think about Wales. I mean, we, we're not living in a, you know, 1999 or even 2000 where everything is sort of like bright and rosy and mm-hmm. the future sort of stretches out in front of us. These are sort of urgent issues that we can't really afford to get wrong. Uh, especially when you think about things like climate change and stuff like that. Um, and I would, and I'm sure the, it is the official view of Desolation Radio, that um, the current government in Cardiff Bay, just, I just don't think they care. I just don't think they care about anything other than staying in power. I really don't, I really don't think they do. Um, Maybe they care about their children. I like yeah. to I like to grant them that at least. Maybe do you unless you want to take the David Icke view and just like the shape shift in rep, reptiles. Do you know that I thought it was David Icke? Was it David Icke? I think it's David Icke. Um, well, the awesome thing with David he's Icke got, is like you agree with him to he's like wow like you know he starts critiquing capitalism basically and the world political system. You're like yeah, absolutely true. And he's got two guys tracksuits and as then well. yeah, and then he goes oh and by the way um, they're actually lizards and you're like oh, okay. You had me up what, until what a that. strong metaphor! You oh, had me up until that oh. one. You had me up until that one point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the Welsh Labour government people do care about their children, um, 
but they probably only have them to put them in like campaign adverts, you know, so they yeah. can say like, well, uh, only Labour can. Did you see the one for provide um, a future for our children? Look, I have a a child. Well, it was it was uh, well stand Labour. up, Dominic, yeah. or whatever. I don't know, Dominic. I command you to stand. Smile, Dominic. But, but it's um, probably. I mean, I, I guarantee there's some people in that Welsh government who are like, oh, you know, you probably you should probably have kids because it's they, strong political capital. Because yeah, it helps you get elected. It makes you look caring. Um, there was um, on uh, for Welsh Labour's. Um, election campaign they had ca- I can't remember the slogan but it was like we're f- useless no it was like that's that's what happens when you put those uh, um, sunglasses on from they live it changed from the slogan to we're useless <laughs> but um, it was like four hour children and there was Cowan Jones and I don't know if anyone has noticed this but Cowan has a really difficult time trying to smile he just opens his mouth a bit like, like this obviously everyone can't see at home but it's like that Grimace. Yeah, like a little grimace, but he's just like grimacing uh, at a child in a playground. Cowing, <laughs> jump in, give him a grimace, we'll take a picture and we'll go. Like Chandler and Friends, you just can't smile. Uh, <laughs> smile, Cowing. Nathan's actually just smiling, you can't see it. Um, First time ever, find it difficult. Okay, so the debate has been started, it's been kicked off officially um, on Wales's premier uh, pod, well, Wales's one default political <laughs> podcast yeah uh, just like when we started we take were like, that free market well, just like when we started we were like what if we're no good and it then, doesn't matter and we like, it doesn't matter because there's literally nothing else out there people um, let's take the worst government approach um yeah basically um okay so sani thanks so much for coming on and introducing us to yes Cymru. um we wish you all the best with it thank you um, it's been a pleasure is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to as is our custom at the end of the show um, so yeah, all the guys at Yes Cardiff, definitely. Um, I've made a lot of friends there over the year, and that yeah, really hardworking. Um, and also a big shout out um, to people over in Catalonia at the minute. So obviously this was quite topical after the referendum there. Um, you know, the um, leaders from the independence movement there that are now in prison for their beliefs. So yeah, big shout out to them. We're holding a, a rally to support them this coming Saturday. Solidarity. Anyone else will just. I mean, that's like... In general. Yeah. You know, like friends, family. Yeah, you can don't have anyone, to. Yeah. Enemies. I haven't got any. It doesn't yeah. have to be positive. Yeah, yeah you can like, kick you wanna, in, like... Yeah, we want to... Uh, because of Martin Shipton's um, inspiring attack on a dead man, um, yeah. George Thomas... Both, which we, we, both we, in literature and uh, <laughs> physically. Exhumed <laughs> <laughs> his body just to kick his skull and put it back. But we really... I mean, I really enjoyed that because, I mean, it's nothing better than just really slating someone as then going to town on them um so from this point onwards if you do come on the show um when we say a shout out if you want to just start a beef like with someone that you've you know you've hated you've nurtured a, you've been sitting on this beef for ages could be petty, wanna, someone from prime, prime uh, school yeah yeah if you've just hated someone secretly for years then by all means use our podcast exclusively as a platform to come on and just tell them you hate them um and how you're gonna you want how you're gonna sort of take revenge on them or beat them or whatever um ironically of course um so is there any any anyone you want to give a like anyone you hate no (laughs) (laughs) just pick one one i'm safe to mention yeah (laughs) okay all right so i'd like to give um well sandy thanks so much for coming on um we hope you come along again very soon and we as part of our continued um, series on looking at Welsh independence. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out, it's a bit of a morbid one, it's a sad one to, um, probably should have done it, you know, to Jack Holmes, the... Oh yeah, I was um, giving him a shout out as well. The British YP gay fighter, YP... YP, YP gay? Well, that's like the, the Kurds pronounce it, they go like, YP gay. But, 
but, oh, um, yeah. apparently. Not um, as, uh, yeah. But yeah, so the British YPG fighter who was tragically killed in um, Raqqa over the weekend, I think. Um, it was Monday, I think, wasn't it? I mean, the guy was there fighting uh, since the start of the campaign, and he's so tragic, he just he copped it right at the end. But at least he got to see Raqqa be liberated from ISIS. So um, Got just, blown up by a mine, didn't he, after enduring how many fights, and then just to go out literally clearing mines so it would be safe for everyone to go so, back in. So, uh, you know, I guess huge respect to Jack Holmes and sort of inspirational character, uh, rest in peace. Uh, and yeah, so shout out to my family and friends as normal. Um, right, so I'm gonna, I was gonna go out shout, shout out to Jack Holmes, so Dan's covered that. Oh, um, shout out to uh, Serpico. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Al Pacino by, you know, association. Shout out to Crisps, I think they're underrated. Not many people give Crisps props. I thought they, I think they were, well, I just think, I don't think they're underrated. It's just, they're pretty good, isn't it? Just potatoes that are fried. My, my mate Liam, uh, thought they were healthy until really, really recently. And we were like, how aren't you fat? You just eat crisps all the time. He's like, what? Potatoes? Yeah, potatoes. Not even vegetables. What's wrong with that? Um, also, a uh, big shout out to, you know, the competition we ran, uh, ran a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. With uh, the prize of £1,000. So, uh, yeah, yeah. the winner of that, I can proudly announce, is Oliver North. For Oh, well done, Oliver. Yeah, so... Uh, £1,000 is on its way to you. Yeah, so if you can just, uh, you know... DM us on either Facebook or Twitter, and we can we can wire that to your account. And another shout out as well. Um, we've had an experiment, another experimental episode in that um, we've been joined in the background by uh, our good friend Brian Carroll, um, who is our sound <laughs> consultant. Sound, yeah, sound consultant. So uh, Brian's been great enough to sort of help us with understanding. I mean, all you amazing people that helped crowdfund our new equipment. Um, it was fantastic, but obviously we don't know. No, we do not know music. Anything beyond the Nintendo is yeah, just so, too much for me. Yeah, anything that's like beyond the sort of play and pause, we can't grasp. But hopefully, we've ended. We've learned a lot about levels and things like that, um, and and about each other, and about each other. So yes. thanks so much, Brian. Uh, you're an absolute ledge. Um, okay, thanks very much for listening. Um, and we're gonna have more guests on this season. And more prizes. More prizes. Um, so we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what is this? That right there is a tale of corruption and intrigue, the likes of which are gonna rock this city. Spin Doctor's Mix? No, I taped over the Spin Doctor's Mix. Sir, I do not have time to listen to your mixtape. No, it's not a mix. Look, uh... I'm ready to blow my whistle here. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got a laundry list of corruption charges. Extortion, bribery, junkyard cats. This is nasty, heavy stuff. Now, you gonna listen to this tape or not? No, I am not. Oh, oh I get it. You want it out, huh? A crooked cop! Yeah, I get it! Everybody's a crooked cop, huh? Am I the only cop left? Oh, I see what's happening. You want to come and serve a huh? Who wants a piece of serve a Because I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because you're forgetting about this. And you're forgetting about whatever the hell that is, but you're forgetting about it. And I'm going to take this right to the mayor. And you're going to remember. We really got to do something about these homeless people.